Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. to our Sunday night special. This is Neon Twilight with your host, Solaris Blue Raven, on Nightlight Radio. And we welcome you tonight because we've got great topic to talk about, and we can't wait to get into it. So, um, Solaris, all of you know from, from her KCOR and her Freedom Slips radio programs, and I, I joyfully am so so happy that she's decided to bring Neon Twilight onto Nightlight Radio because she is a font of wisdom and knowledge, and it's always a joy to be able to spend a Sunday night with her. Solaris, welcome to your show. Well, thank you, Barbara, and thank you for that introduction. And likewise, I look forward to our monthly gathering. <laughs> it's always so fun, <laughs> and I'm happy to be here. Thank you for allowing me to be present on your on your network. It's fun. Well, it's it's um, it's certainly grown over time, and and but your shows mm-hmm. have too. I mean, you have thousands and thousands and thousands of shows out there, and it's it's yep. so much fun to be able to just sit and talk, and and mm-hmm. not you know be confined by the restrictions of whatever we seem to we seem to very intelligently start with a topic and then leave it far behind in the dust. But, yep, exactly. But, That's what we call traveling the galactic neighborhood. <laughs> I guess so, or, or what, cruising on the cosmic wave of consciousness? <laughs> there you go. That sounds good. Those surfboards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I, I think I think though that that with something like this show where we do start with a topic, but but I think I really believe that we are guided in the different directions we take off into because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, great. quite often it's like with readings. Um, lots of times people come to a reading and they have an issue they want to talk about while, while spirit has more things that are more important to give them. They keep going back to, you know, when is my boyfriend going to uh, propose to me or whatever, and, and spirit is really wanting to talk to them about their career or their creativity or their emotionality or, or, but, but 
they don't listen to that. So we start with mm-hmm. a premise and we just let spirit guide us where we go. And the 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 starting off place this evening is is about the positive and negative implications of using hallucinogenics for spiritual enhancement. And and that that's not just, you know, for getting high and, and zoning out. It's it's for using them, all forms of them, um, as a way to to get through that portal into your higher consciousness. And um, more and more today, people are, are are focusing on using hallucinogenics for getting there. And um, I, I I often wonder if people. Well, let me start with it this way. Um, People can't get through that portal until they are ready to get through that portal. Is that right? Well, I would agree with you on that one. I think that, but at this point, if they're taking something to expedite that or accentuate the event, then that would definitely um, thwart them through it. They may not be prepared to handle it psychologically, energetically, spiritually speaking. So, you know, you have to factor those things in. I I don't think people do that these days. If they're going to experiment, they're going to experiment. If you're in a sacred circle and you know how how that can be um, very you know, very evolved, so to speak, when you're doing any type of a, any type of drug. I, don't, I hate to call it a drug, whatever you want to call it, but, you know, ayahuasca comes to mind and some other ones. But it, you want to make sure that the area and the setting is um, spiritually sound, you know, in my opinion. And I probably didn't answer your question. See, I just went to another universe when I answered you. See how that goes? <laughs> Sorry. Well, yes, you did. Let's, I do it all the time. Let's, let's reel you back in a little bit here. Um, I'm telling you, I'm not astral-minded, I'm off-planet-minded. Go ahead. Okay. Well, what what gets to me is there are for 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 one thing there are people that have gone to workshops to raise their kundalini and the reality is your kundalini will raise when it's ready it can be jerked up but it'll go right back down like a rubber band if it's not time so mm-hmm. anybody doing a workshop like that you know don't waste your money but um there are there are hallucinogenics. Well, ayahuasca, you brought it up, is is dangerous. It's so dangerous. It's unbelievable, and people seek mm-hmm. it out, and they don't understand how how corrupting it can be to your psyche and physically. It is. It, it's it's not like you know, smoking weed or taking a pill. Ayahuasca really puts you through the ringer, and I don't think people understand mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I agree with you. It's definitely like a poison, if you think about it, to some degree. But they transmute it alchemically. That's the whole, um, they do a, a huge detox, and then they transmute, and then they have these visions. Uh, I've never taken it, so I can't really say exactly, but I do know people who have, and they seem to think it's uh, very beneficial. But, yeah, I think anything could be dangerous like that if you don't know what's coming. And, you know, just to ingest something just because someone else recommends it for spiritual enlightenment is, is something I would definitely look into, do the, do the work on well, that, think- homework. Yeah, I would, I would hope you were spiritually enlightened before you even thought about using it. Right. Well, I don't um, think some people are. I think they're looking for a thrill. You know, I, I think some people just do drugs just to break orbit with the misery of life. I hate to say it's miserable, but some people think it is. And when you look at it, it's, it's just like they just want to get out of here. They want to take a trip someplace. They want to try to get more enlightened and more dialed into the cosmos. And I don't think they realize uh, what what goes on on the biochemical level or any other level when they're taking these these drugs. Well, I have to go along with you because I've never um, 
<clears throat> excuse me, I've never smoked weed or or taken anything. Um, I always seem to have been able to get to that place inside of me that, that, that opened me up to greater creativity and stuff. So I never... Well, the thing is, I never smoked cigarettes, so I didn't. I, I don't even know how to smoke, so I've I've never been tempted. You mentioned mushrooms. I might be tempted by a mushroom, you know, because I can chew and swallow. That I can do. But but I'm I'm just wondering. <laughs> so funny. I'm just wondering, what what does it do to you? What does it? How does it change you? I mean, yeah. Now you and I both Which are drug, in, in spirit. Well, yeah, that's the point. They all Um, react differently, interact differently. They won't call it a drug. Some people don't even like to acknowledge it as a drug. That's another part of it, too, you know. Well, some kids take it and think it's candy, and it's ridiculous. Um, Well, you know. I'm not a purist by any means, shape, or form, but I've never been able to drink either. You know, I I Mm -hmm. have one or two, and then I throw up, and then I want to go to bed, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, I I'm, I have friends that get giggly and have a wonderful time, and I just, this never happened to me. So I've had to get my highs, um, spiritually speaking, from going into them in a natural state. So I have mm-hmm. no frame of reference here, none at all. Right. Don't, right. Under, don't understand, you know. Yeah. Most people, <laughs> I'm walking. Sorry about that. Most people who are spiritually enlightened don't need any drugs. They don't need anything to accentuate because they're already dialed in. That's the you know you look at people who are Buddhist monks and some others. I mean they they literally would laugh at LSD. You know it doesn't do anything for them because they're already expanded in consciousness. So when you look and see it, we already we already activated our DNA in so far as expansion goes and evolution of consciousness. In my opinion, so something like that probably wouldn't even affect us to that level. You know some people who haven't had any real outside experiences with consciousness take something like that and they get kind of, you know, buzzed and high and they're thinking philosophically, they think it's a miracle drug when in fact it's just putting them in another orbit, maybe helping them relax. Uh, but it is interesting. And I have heard, even so far as the mushrooms go, I've heard that that's being treated, used as a treatment now for possible bipolar and, and brain issues, which, you know, if it works, it works. I mean, it, it helps them reconfigure their brains. I'm not sure how that works, but I've heard from many people, including scientists, that that's something that they're looking at. That's a beneficial one. But for me, you know, I like to keep my... I like to stay in control. Let's put it that way. Oh yeah. Well, if if indeed it it is able to put your ego to sleep a little bit, or to take down some of the walls that you have built around you, then then I can see how energy can flow through that portal of, of creativity or oneness or whatever you want to call it, where you can have access to greater insight into your reality and your life and and all of all of the above but it's being it it's in my opinion it's being abused like crazy i mean you mm-hmm. have people who are addicted to the drug but they're not getting anything out of it that's what i don't understand Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think it is an addiction issue at this point. It's an epidemic to some degree because people are just looking for it out. Like I said, they want to they want to get away from the misery of what they're doing and their illusion of living. I guess some people are not everybody. Sometimes they have trauma. They're trying mm-hmm. to you know get get away from that. But in my opinion, you have to do some deep work on those to to heal from that level or on that level of trauma. And these might be a placebo, and they might take the edge off, so to speak, just like a glass of wine. 
But I think when, when push comes to shove, I think deep healing is a very important thing to have. And whether it's someone who facilitates it for you, you do it yourself, that's my suggestion. And then later on, you know, I'm not here to judge anybody. I'm an observer. But you know, if you want to dial into something like that, then, you know, just, just understand what you're dealing with and how it affects your body because some people are not uh, calibrated to deal with certain things connected to drugs and alcohol. Actually, it, it accentuates them in a negative fashion. It can make things more distorted for them instead of balanced. Well, that's that's the other thing. You know, when you take something that is mind-altering, you don't know whether it's going to be to a positive or a negative degree. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, depending on the people you're around, too. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. Now, what about... If you sit there and drop acid and go to Ozzy Osbourne concert, I mean, you may not see so many pretty things. <laughs> Nothing against Ozzy. I love Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Atmospheric condition, right? It drives the situation. I mean, you look around, you see, well, you know, are you going to be in a nice location when you're doing this? Some place where you're not going to be bothered, that sort of thing. That's what I would factor in anyway. What about opium? Because the opium dens were very famous, still are, in China. I think I, I haven't been. I haven't been there lately, so I don't really know. But um, opium has been used to. Is it, is it to put you in, a, in in almost like a coma? What you know? I am I am you know terribly un un well uneducated in this field. This well, this isn't really my area. We should be talking to Dr. Richard Miller. <laughs> <laughs> opium. I, I okay, consider but, it to be kind of like hash. I don't know offhand. I'll have to look into it a little bit more deeply. But it, it seems like it would take once again. It's like marijuana in the sense that it just it makes everything. Um, Easier in a sense, it calms the body, calms the mind. Yeah, Yeah. I would say it's almost like heroin. It was and also hash combination, maybe. I don't know offhand. I'll have to look into that. I mean, when you know, we should have started out actually probably with how it all began. You know, taking taking it back to the beginning, because in the beginning, um, hallucinogenics. Um, you know, biological hallucinogenics were used by sages and shamans and mystics um, going way back, going way back to to when it was it it, it was you know a, a group there was a group consciousness the, the the those that were guiding the group you know would would burn grasses and smell and breathe in the smoke. And, and would be taken to another realm, and I mean, mm-hmm. it's that's how. That, I mean, and in the, in those cases, it was used as a very positive thing. It was used as a, you know, how are we going to guide the tribe? What are we going to do with the tribe? Where should we move? How should we move? And it was only the, I would like to say, the the more spiritually evolved that were doing this that that had. The wisdom, the the wisdom inside of them, that could be accessed as to where it would be good for them to to take the tribe, to tribe to to plant to all of you know all of the things that they were being asked to um, uh, prophesize about, and mm-hmm. so you know originally it was you know they they went to build a fire, they got dried grass, and some of the dried grass had some pretty potent stuff in it, and they figured out after a while which grasses it was and um, used it for the benefit of the group. And I would think I would think that um, the mushroom is the same way. 
Mm-hmm. That yeah, I would think so. It's how you use it, in my opinion. Yeah, you're taking a vision quest. You're taking a journey, and it's it's guided by usually the shaman, so the facilitator, whoever's in charge of the group, uh, and putting everybody in, in an altered space of consciousness. And you, know, you go to some facilities and some places where they're doing mantras. Um, you know, and they'll do the mantra meditation. That's the same thing. They're putting themselves in an altered state of consciousness through the mantra itself, but still. It's not a drug drug, but it affects the brain and the mind in a similar fashion, in my opinion. So, you know, I look at these things. Uh, I guess it's curiosity. Maybe it's just a way of just taking a vacation and taking a break, recreational, right? <laughs> and also getting some well, spiritual at, benefit out of it. Look at the Oracle of Delphi. I mean, these mm-hmm. these women sat above um, fumes that were coming from from inside the earth that was putting them in another state of consciousness. And in that state of consciousness, they were answering questions. But I, I found it fascinating. They they literally babbled, according to something I read. They would babble, literally. And, and then there were those that wrote down their babblings and then interpreted them for whoever had asked the question. Right. I think I would have liked to have been a scribe and not the priestess back then. Then I yeah, would be able yeah, to translate their, their gibberish. <laughs> And, and I, I think, I you know, after reading that in a couple of places, I thought, well, then who was the real prophet? Was it the woman babbling or was it the scribe interpreting? The scribe. And another thing is um, yeah. they're being poisoned. So if they're babbling, yeah, they're hallucinating like I don't know what, but being talk, you know, basically getting toxified, or what's the word, getting toxic over whatever the fumes are connected into. So, yeah, how crazy. But but we've we've often <clears throat> we've often revered these people that would would it's it's sort of like trans mediumship. Mm-hmm. I mean, mediums right. don't take drugs, I don't think. But well, I can only speak from my own experience. I don't take anything, right. but I am not I'm not a full trans medium, so I don't you know I don't go to La La Land. Um, I'm I'm. I'm still very present, but um, I think I think it's a matter of of being able to shut shut down your 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 ego and your consciousness and allow material to flow through you that that certainly is shaded by your own consciousness, your own level of wisdom, and and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But but you know. Some people do believe that if if they go to someone who is not all there, the material is going to be better. But that's not necessarily the case. Oh, I agree. Well, you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, depending on the altered state of consciousness, if they are, I don't, I don't use anything like that to enhance my abilities either. If you're looking at somebody who's doing something, whether it's alcohol or some kind of a drug, to enhance what they're capable of doing. It will probably create distortion in the field, some degree, or some entities and disembodied spirits. Maybe that's what they're looking for to bring in something from the lower astral plane. Because usually, uh, spirits have that. And we've talked about that before. The spirits have um, wine, and spirits bring in the that particular type of entity. So you never know what you're going to get. I do know there are a lot of beings out there, a lot of mediums and psychics who who do do something, and they also drink and uh, excessively, in my opinion, which to me distorts the field. So, but that's none of my business as I drink my cup of tea and look out the window. <laughs> well, even, <laughs> even the, frog the, the, the Santeria, um, those those women that, that go into the trances, 
they're drinking heavily while they're they're doing the dancing and getting into that state of mind where they can answer questions mm-hmm. and the spirit takes them over supposedly and um so there's alcohol there i just um i think that 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 the people are using it not as an enhancer but as an escape mechanism these days mhm because right. because yeah. it 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 lets you forget about your your traumas as you said before and and sort of build a castle and live in the castle for a while i guess i think that that mm-hmm. you know every it, it it looks like um marijuana is is on its way to being legalized all over the place and you just mentioned that the mushrooms are about to be legalized possibly where you are so mm-hmm. i mean what are we doing to society as a whole when we're making this much material available to people it's not like mm-hmm. you know, uh, is it is it to escape the fact that that life is a little harder now than it's ever been before and if that's yeah. the case that does it does it dull everything down i mean i think it does i would think well you know it, what it does it brings distortion oh, i'm sorry go ahead no i mean, if if you can ignore the situation then you can't deal with it and that's not a good thing mm-hmm. Right. Well, like I said, it's like taking a, having a glass of wine. It takes the edge off. If you're having a rough day, people, you know, decompress. Little things like that. I understand. I totally do. But, but my point is that when it's excessive and it's available for recreation and more, I think that what you're dealing with is a huge amount of distortion and escapism, not based on just, you know, becoming more evolved or centered, but being addicted to something that's, that's helping them. Uh, it's almost enabling them to behave in a certain way. But then you look at the benefits on a bigger scale. Why would they do such a thing? Why would they allow this type of... Um, accessible drug use, right? To me, it's for control because you're, people are very easy to control when they're, they're on drugs. It changes their brain chemistry. They cannot um, have, like if you take it away from them, they freak out. They go through all kinds of you know, issues when it comes down to that. And I think that's part of the equation. I think that um, people are easier to control when they're in an altered state of consciousness. I, I would agree. And <clears throat> I'm noticing these days that that more and more children especially are being diagnosed with post-traumatic stress and ADHD and things like Adderall and things like that are being given to them. Oh, they like, get that. Like, well, they do yeah. get their crayons taken away in kindergarten. I mean, why are they getting diagnosed with this stuff, you know? Sorry. No, seriously. Yeah. I mean, it, and, yeah. and So so it's it's sort of like, um, and now with the fentanyl being looking like candy, I mean, I would have grabbed mm. a handful of them. It looks like candy. And, I've never um, seen it, but I've heard horror stories. Yeah. No, I've seen it on TV. You know where they show mm-hmm. the bags of the multicolored pills and stuff like that. I just, I, I am so becoming. While I'm not against marijuana at all, um, I, I know that that. Let's be fair to it. It, um, Patrick, um, used it for pain control, and it was wonderful. And. Mm-hmm. Um, I had I, I was nauseous. I was terribly nauseous once, and you know he he said here take a take just take one dragon. I said I don't know how any. He blew the smoke into my mouth and stuff, and my nauseousness went away. Mm-hmm. I mean, this re- yeah, it has yeah it 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 has it has tremendous benefits medically speaking, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so, it really does. Um, and and so it's kind of like okay, but but I guess anything can anything if abused can be harmful. I agree. So, I, what I have noticed is that I have no problem with people. It's their life. Moderation is the key, in my opinion, and and using yeah. it as an adult, not some you know, recklessness associated with it. But it's entirely their call. But what I have noticed is that with people I have known, of which um, you know, say they're just taking it for pain and this, that, and the other, I've noticed their personality changes. And they're dumbed down, and they're just lulled, and they're not doing anything, and they have no ambition. And, yeah, okay, I understand you're in pain. But once again, there are other treatments that can, can assist you besides that. Sometimes that's an easy escape route. And I'm not saying anything against anyone, but I'm just saying, to me, I think there are other ways. Um, I, that's just my personal opinion, because I've seen people's lives destroyed by all kinds of drugs. And uh, every, any kind of drug you can imagine, I've seen people destroyed. So I'm kind of like, uh, well, kind of detached from that. Didn't MK Ultra use drugs too? Yeah, they use all kinds of stuff with people. And the acid was a big one, LSD. You know, that opens up mm-hmm. the DNA. It doesn't necessarily program the target, but it certainly opens them up for hallucinations and programming. Um, I heard of scopolamine, which is one of the ones, the main ones from a CIA, CIA operative. And I don't know, I'm sure they still use that, or maybe they have something better now. And that one, will, they'll do anything. People will do anything you tell them to do, they won't remember a thing. Very dangerous drug. Well, yeah, that's was the whole idea. Yeah, I mean, but. What was it that, that Hitler had his army on? Um, speed. I thought it was meth. Yeah, methamphetamine or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was yeah. meth, methamphetamine. And, and you know, I mean, they they lost all sense of what what's right and wrong. They just plowed ahead and they didn't. So, mm-hmm. so you know, there's, there's a case of, of, you know, it taking away all of your... Um, all, all of your feelings of right and wrong and everything, and you just, you know, it's 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 uh, sweep it clean and kill everyone. And so, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm seeing the fact that that drugs are so much more prevalent today, and and not for you know, it it doesn't feel like the medical profession is giving them out, you know, um, is, is paying attention to what they're for. They're just giving everybody drugs and hoping that, you know, mm-hmm. nobody dies. I mean, it, it doesn't right. – I'm I'm really very concerned about the fact that um, Adderall was used for just a few things not, not too many years ago, and now everybody has Adderall, and it's addictive. And when wow. you addict your population, you know, mm-hmm. there you go. Once again, and that's the whole idea. I think it's yeah. really about mass mind control, even though it's it's not – conspiracy. I mean, this is literally controlling the mass collective. Brainwave entrainment comes to mind. You're changing their brain chemistry. I don't care what anybody says. People say, oh, no, marijuana doesn't do that. Let me tell you something it does. And you'll have all kinds of fits and withdrawals if you stop doing what you're doing. If you're, if you're addicted to that, you will slip out if you don't have it. Oh, yeah. I guarantee it because it changed your brain chemistry over a matter of time in the illusion of space time. And like I said, it's none of my business. I, I like people whether they do drugs or no. I mean, I'm not like that. But I'm just saying for their own spiritual evolution, their own state of consciousness, Drugs put holes in the aura, as you probably know. They can put tears in the field, the electromagnetic field. They can cause, um, make you lull to a point where you can be taken over, whether it's an entity or whether it's something else. And let's not forget the, um, the technology that I'm familiar with, which is an interface of uh, synthetic telepathy and psychotronics, which once they target the, um, once they get the target with the interface, and you're on drugs, and they amplify that, you're done. You're toast. You might as well just hang yourself. Oh, cancel that in the universe. You're going to be in pro- You're going to be having problems <laughs> with that way. I'll try not to get too much into that, but 
you know what comes to mind? Yeah. Directed energy weapons, um, ra- radar, I don't care what it is, um, misuse of waves of energy, radio, doesn't matter. People can lose their minds under that alone. So you think about doing drugs and then having that amplified over them. Oh, yeah. No, um, it's really, really I, was in a, I was in a car accident um, 30 years ago or so. And um, I have vertigo and I had anxiety attacks afterwards because it was a terrifying experience. And I was on um, Ativan. And <clears throat> the doctor kept saying, you know, you have to keep it in your system and that will keep you stabilized and on and on and on. And, you know, five, six years later, I said, you know, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be, you know, flip out. So I, I, I'd like to just stop the Ativan because I don't really feel I have a need for it. And he flipped out. He said, you don't understand. You're addicted to it. And I said, oh my gosh. What? And he said, yeah, you're addicted to it. If you stop that cold turkey, you'll have a, you will go into, um, into convulsions and die. And um, I, it took me wow. two. It took me two years to get off of it. And mm-hmm. um, it was it was the most frightening thing ever. And uh, oh, it I was it was it was just it was horrible. Well, good for you to get off of that. Well, he never talked because to- that's shame <clears throat> on them. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, well, they didn't tell me it was addictive. They just gave it to me. Mm-hmm. Right, of course. They're just, and, once again, here, have a candy, you know. I don't like yeah. that. They, they're so easy to give prescriptions, but if you ask them for an antibiotic, oh, heaven forbid, can't have one of those. <laughs> can't have anything but. <laughs> you can get anything but an antibiotic at this point in space-time. That's terrible, though, and I'm, I'm sorry you had to deal with that, and I'm, gl- I'm glad that you were able to, to get away from it. Because that is that's lethal. Stuff like that is no good for you. There are other ways. My point is that there are other ways to to heal oh, yeah. yourself and and resolve the problems that you're having, whether it's PTSD or whatever it is. There are other ways to go. Yeah, and there are times when when some some medical stuff is necessary. I know. Um, it got to the point where if I got a prescription for anything, my doctor would just give me the PDF and said, just read what the, what the side effects are and tell me if you'll take it or not. Yeah. And usually I said, I don't think so. You know? Yeah. That's the, the PDFs are great. I encourage that. The medical dictionaries and all those um, really good. Oh, yeah. I recommend well, that, especially just... even for your animals. Look up what they're getting. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, when they when they have stuff on TV that they're they're advertising, they they give you all of the side effects, and by the time they're done with the side effects, you know, no one should take that stuff. You know, exactly. You might as well just forget it. You know, do a water fast, do something, just get away from it, detox your system yourself. It's always a solution. Uh-huh. There's always an antidote. If you ask me. And nowadays, well, what, even with the legalization of drugs, they're they're kind of they're capable of lacing them with things we don't even know. It's not like you're just getting one thing. You might get something overlaid on it. Oh, I would agree. But what about hypnosis? Would you put that in with with a hallucinogenic? Because I, I kind of do. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that it's very dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. Absolutely. I've been through these projects, you know, and some of them were interconnecting you to a point where you're in, in that lull space of being programmed. and. Uh-huh. I think it's a very dangerous thing to be involved in, quite honestly. And people really need to know what they're doing if they're putting people under for 
uh, regression work and anything like that where you're going to maybe access a trigger or something that connects into their trauma or even a possible alter. You don't know what you're dealing with when you're, you have somebody on the table like that. So, yeah, I think it can be very dangerous. Well, especially um, <clears throat> especially if you're talking to somebody that has PTSD or is, is highly affected by a trauma of some sort, because and and the same thing with past life regression, you don't know what karma a situation has balanced out, or what it is what its purpose is this lifetime, and if you if you try to erase or modify it, you can screw up a person's journey this lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the biggest thing they can do is just heal through light, honestly. If you have trauma at the cellular level, the best thing to do is get a healing session. I don't think you need to go through the, the drama of um, any type of hardcore past life regression because I, I, I think it can get very complex and, and it can be very um, – I don't even know if it's karma or dharma at this point, but I, I wouldn't recommend it unless it's absolutely necessary, to be honest. Well, I, I know that um, – <clears throat> I know I drowned in a past life. I had to drown in a couple of them because I freak out when I get my face wet when I wash my hair. So, um, mm. wow. Yeah, you know, I, I know, I know, I have an issue there, but, but. Or you're reading you know, somebody I, else, I, unless you're dialing into somebody else's transition. Well, I could be, if, but I just know yeah, this no. has been, this has been with me since childhood, since since ten, eleven years wow. old. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that's interesting. So it's it's you know I. I understand where it may have come from, but um, I can deal with not getting my face wet. You know, I mean, it's 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 not a uh, a phobia because I kind of understand where it came from, and it's just mm-hmm. something that I deal with. But you know, I think a lot of people have um, situations where they they say, "Well, let's do a past life regression and find out where this came from." and Past, past lives are not just independent situations. They're they're all interwoven, and if you disturb the the weaving process, you you could even screw up this lifetime. Definitely can have I mean, some repercussions. No doubt about that. But then the thing is, uh, people entangle each other all the time, you know, and that's the problem we look at. Also, it's not really karma or dharma, but it is the idea of meddling where you're not supposed to and. The reason I mention that is because some of the stuff I know about in covert warfare departments, they're meddling in people's lives and changing the dynamic of their primary timeline. When they do that, they're causing an alternate timeline to create itself because of the duress or whatever they've been through, and that creates entanglement and a lot of problems. So they don't understand this. Apparently, they don't have good personnel, um, but that's my two cents on it. So, yeah. It gets or they complex. don't care. Or they, they don't, don't care. care. No, they could care less. Yeah, they don't care. They're all messed you know. up anyway. Where everybody else to be. No, I think that, my, that's what I'm really, jaded. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, just a little jaded. Well, you have a right to be. You have an absolute I do. right I, I, to be. Thank you. Um, you know, and and I think, I I think that's what being on a spiritual journey, being on a on a pathway to to um, transformation, ascension, the whole thing. It's a very personal thing. And when you go to someone else to help to help you, and that's in quotes, air quotes, um, chances are you're gonna you're gonna get screwed up. Um, well, it's it's a personal I, journey. I, 
<laughs> right. But at some point in space time, at least for me, I've been involved with people who show up in my past that are great facilitators and help and assistance. And it's just like almost uh, uncovering what was already there, but it's basically uh, another reboot to another level of consciousness. So if they're uh-huh. facilitating, I think that's beneficial, but it, it can take on different formulas. It's to be watchful, especially nowadays. I don't trust many people in the field nowadays, so it's changed. But once again, you know, that's the whole thing about people being, I don't know if they're drugged or not. I can't tell you what they're all doing, so. Well, I have found, and it's it's just my own personal journey and what I have found to this point in time. I'm not saying it's the it's the only way, and I'm not saying it's everybody's way. I want to make it really clear here. But I have found that if I am interested in, working on a particular aspect. Um, In the past, I've gone and looked for people who were experts in the field. And while people have always been, you know, nice and shared their inspirations with me, that hasn't worked as well as being focused on working on an aspect and suddenly um, I'm drawn to someone or they're drawn to me, or I get a call from someone that, that you know, has just written a book on the exact topic I'm looking for. I, 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 I tell people, wait for the call. If you make the call, it could be a wrong number or not the right time. But if the call comes to you, then you're ready for it. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's often, it's hard to be patient and, you know, mm-hmm. work on waiting for that call. <laughs> I think it's synchronicity, too, because you're opening your consciousness up for another level of evolution, and with that comes a different formula. And that takes on the form of people you meet in your past, on your, on your path, on your journey, or books. You know, how many times have we heard stories of books falling off the shelf? I think you even had that happen, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe not. Oh. But, but you know, oh, yeah. they pop out. and Okay, so what, what caused that? <laughs> is it supernatural? Is it something way beyond it? Yeah. It, it, it is really funny, because... I, it's it's what do you say? It, it I get synchronicities all the time, and and mm-hmm. it's sort of like, well, damn, I was just thinking about that, and there that is, and you know, right. instead of like we like I I I was changing my website around, and um, I'm not sure about one of the changes I made, but I'm thinking sit with it, Barbara, and see if there's a way you can make it work for you instead of wanting it your way, because maybe my way was not the best way. Maybe there's a better mm-hmm. way, and I should be open to it. And you know, and maybe not, but at least I will go with that, work with it, and see if you can enhance it the way so that it becomes even better than you thought. And that's usually mm-hmm. what happens. It, it's it's uh, trusting the universe is, is and and not getting in the way of the universe. I, I have in the past mm-hmm. mastered the art of getting in the way of the universe. I think everybody does. You know, you get in the way, get the personality out of the way, and just let it go. Yeah, no, I agree. It, it's sort of like, it's okay, I know where we're going. I'll drive from here. And I hear laughter on the other side. I mean, I think I, I think they laugh at me yeah, a lot. Yeah, you're being towed, but um, you don't even know it. You're driving all right. You sit there with the wheel, but the, the universal tow truck's got you. I'm kidding you. But that's what it reminds no, it's me of. True. I'm driving. I'm in charge. <laughs> I got yeah, it. I know exactly. What, I know exactly what you want me to do, and I I keep forgetting that you know there 
there's a spiritual energy pulling us forward if we pay attention. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, I like letting go of the wheel for that. Yeah. Well, it is fun, but you know, it, it's just like I want it now. I don't want to wait for it. And and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and patience is, you know, obviously a lesson that all of us have to learn from time to time. But um, I think today, especially, people are more and more focused on on the spiritual aspects of their life. I'm really impressed by it. Um, people are falling away from organized religions, but they're 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 really into the spiritual aspects of their own journeys and and it includes it it, it certainly includes whatever their churches had to offer but but it they personalize it which i think is just so precious and you know mm-hmm. i i'm i i love to talk to those people because it's kind of like i haven't really left the church i've just gone in a new direction and the church has been my foundation and that's mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah, I think that's what it's supposed to be about, you know, just going to the next level. It's a stepping stone, that's all. If they want to break yeah, out and, and, and keep and evolving, I would say, yeah, keep navigating. Well, and then there's the let's step off planet and really get out there. Um, that's me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> go I mean, I'm sorry, if I didn't you mean really... No, if you really could, where would you go? Beyond this configuration in space time, and what I would consider to be a home planet. I've got coordinates okay. going. I think we all have coordinates. This is another part of it, our, our dynamic cosmic blueprint, what I call the cosmic blueprint. I'm sure we have our own coordinates uh-huh. to get home. And as we come from the stars, we go home to the stars. So we're here for a while in the illusion of space time. We experience all kinds of things, whether we're teaching or we're learning, whatever it is. And then at some point, don't you just get homesick and say, you know what, this game board is really boring. And not that we're wanting to just check out, but we want to navigate the timeline off in between the realms and, and go beyond astral projection. But I like the teleportation phase routine by location aspect. And, you know, space travel is a big deal for me. So I would say, I think that's where we're heading. I mean, we've talked about this before in the shows, but I think that we're at the edge of the black where we need to go to that jump point as a, as a race, as a civilization. I, I would I would take nothing less, quite honestly, at this point. I think that's a necessity right now. Well, I agree with you, but I don't think it's in tin cans. Um, no, that's my point. That's what spirituality it, and calibration of the field is about. Yeah, like our ancestors. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 tele- it's crossing through that. It's beaming up, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You bet. And it's not just Star Trek. Yeah, he was in on a lot of meetings with with a lot of the space people. So I think a lot of the stuff that he he put into his show was stuff that you know he had learned from um, aliens or whatever he had he had heard in some of those meetings that he was a party to. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I I agree with you. I think that um, <clears throat> there's a lot of they're doing a lot of things with caves that they have found and um, places where there are doors that go nowhere. And I really think that, 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 that those portals are there and will open if the, if the appropriate energetic field is before them. 
That's correct. Yeah. It's also the same thing with a portal. I call access points, jump points, um, stargates, windows, even windows, not the ones on the Internet. But you have a window of opportunity of windows between space-time. And, and you can do that through whether it's synthetic or, or cosmically organic, both ways. But we are calibrated for that. I, I know we are. I don't care what anybody says. And it's just a matter of calibrating the field and re- redefining the perimeter of where we're heading, and we can get there. I'm sure they, they know this, and people in, in advanced space projects understand it. I'm sure they're doing it. That's my point. It's like, why are they wasting their time with the rockets and this, that, and the other just for the show? It's too boring for me. Well, I mean, people are getting rich uh, on the black ops and that we don't know where any of the money's going. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I I agree with you. I think that, I think, I think we're on sort of the right pathway working with energy. I think it has to do with frequency. I think it has to do with vibration. I think that that there is there there's something with with energy that that will that will um, open up the the um, <clears throat> the the atoms that we are a, a part of us that will kind of dissipate them so we can go through rock and doors and things like that and then recalibrate when we get on the other side. I think that mm-hmm. that there is. There, there's, and I think we're capable of it without a machine. I think that's the big thing. They're creating all these machines, and I don't think we need machines in order to do this. Well, their version of machines is not anything connected off planet technology. So, you know, you look at it like that. Um, yeah, it's all about the calibration of the field here, but you have to calibrate it for out there. So, my point is that once you once you start to calibrate to a different space time configuration, the doorway opens for you, and then you can walk right through it. And you're calibrated. You're, everything is fine. Your, your body calibrates. It's like a spacesuit, a natural spacesuit, biotech spacesuit. And you go to your destination. You're right there. It's like um, entering into another sphere. So, yeah, I know we have that capability. And I think that through centuries and centuries of deception, um, a lot of bad programs that have been running to, to, to not calibrate the body properly, people have run into areas where they have almost like um, broken circuitry, you know, where they can't reconfigure properly to get to these destinations. But in my opinion, that's our destiny. That's what we're supposed to be doing. So, so say we all. I go along. I would go along with that. I mean, do you remember? Yeah. Are you are you young enough to remember the very what? first cell phones where you carried the battery around with you? Well, I'm I'm Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when they first went out. You talk about the seventies. Are you talking about like what year yeah. was that? Okay, so I might have known a few people in government agencies that had some interesting phones. Yeah. Okay. But I don't recall, recall, but I know. I've been around. You lose enough. But still, well, we always had technology. That's nothing, though. Well, go ahead. Yeah, I can remember the battery was was heavier than my purse, and the phone itself was so big, it was clunky. You almost needed two hands to hold it. And and now we're yeah, down I know. to, yeah, okay. you know. And and I, th- I think that, that, that it, it all it's almost like, Humanity is the the poor child, and you know the, uh, the that that we're not getting any of the benefit for the technology that our government has actually you know has access to and is using. Right. Well, that's the whole idea is to keep everybody dim dim and dumbed down and keep everything advanced and exotic away so they can have a breakaway. But their breakaway is going to not be so successful, if you ask me. But they have had some success when it comes down to being. Um, secretive when it comes down to the way they weaponize the world and their capabilities. 
Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that cell that. phone. I remember when I, yeah, when I when I first bought my first cell phone, you know, the the, the regular cell phones. The weirdest thing was like the Matrix. I remember being in the store. The guy hands me the phone. He turns on the number, and somebody calls it immediately. <laughs> he looks at me, and his eyes got really big. And I said, "What?" <laughs> it's like the movie The Matrix. And I should have known right then and there my life was going to go weird. So, but just a short story there to share. That was the weirdest thing. They weren't testing it. Somebody wow. called the number. Yeah, it was really bizarre. Well, that's take amazing. That. Yeah. No, that's really Pretty cool. wild. Well, no, it was cool, then you know, it happened later on in my life, so I don't know how cool it was. But Neo's on the line, apparently. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's put it this way. I think you're a better person for the experience you had, but it's awful that you had to go through it. I agree. I think it's, I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot. I know a lot about technology. I can easily work for those departments and troubleshoot. But, um, uh-huh. yeah, I, I think it's – I was a good person to begin with, though. You know, I, I think what it's done is it's calibrated me to go beyond this realm and also given me the confidence to understand the advanced sciences off-planet. I really understand and can decode things that I normally thought I could never do. And that is something that, whether it's through the interface or whatever, that's that's something that I carry with me and I hold very sacred at this point in my life. So. Some good things came of it, but the isolation, um, not being around loved ones and all that, and not ever being able to go back to the life I had is another thing. It's hard. It's hard not to do that, you know. Well, like going you know, to another I, universe. Well, it is. And, and you know, I've, I've thought um, from time to time, you know, what if my life had been totally different? I wouldn't be me, and I like me. and And it's sort of like, okay, so this – Wherever, whatever it took to get me here, I'm grateful for. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not writing thank you letters, but I'm grateful, <laughs> and I'm not that evolved. And you know, and it's sort of like okay, and it's got me here. So where do I go next? And and I think that's that's where I'm, I'm really focused. Uh, for the last couple of months, it's been all right. The new year is going to be different. I I know that. Normally, every 10 years, I shift my my life around dramatically. And while mm-hmm. this is not this is not at that 10 10 year time frame, the shift is coming this year. And so, I know that as I move into 2023, um, I'll be I'll be um, writing more. I'll have more going up on the website. I'll have more information be, that 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 I'm going to be putting out there. That's that's why I'm going through the facelift of, of the uh, website now, because I'm getting it ready to do a, 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 for want of a better word, a dump onto the internet, mm-hmm. and um, and it's it's sort of like I feel pressure now to get it, you know, the way I want it, so that as we come into the new year, that 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 it's ready for me to start putting stuff up every day in one area or another. And it's it's sort of, I don't know where it's taking me, but um, but it's going to be interesting. And mm-hmm. I just know that it's going to, it's going to be more writing than anything else. Um, and my only, you know, the only place that I have that I can really get my stuff out there is the website, but the website's been up there since 2009. Mm-hmm. Eight nine. Mm-hmm. No, it's been it's up been there while. since two thousand. It's been up there since um, 
I moved to Connecticut in 2004. It's been up there since about uh, 2003. So it's it's wow. it's That's been there. It the website has been out there for a long time, and mm-hmm. um, changed and it's grown and it's expanded and but but it's sort of like for some reason as we hit 2023, I know that there are big shifts and changes that are going to be going on, and I want to be ready to address them. Mm-hmm. Um, That's appropriate. Yeah, I feel the same way. A different avenue, but yeah. Uh, it was, it, this world is going away, you know, it's phasing out. And another year, I mean, 2023 is good for me because supposedly it's the year of the rabbit. And that's my year, buddy rabbit. But you're looking at Chinese astrology. Uh, I digress again. But I would say, yeah, get everything, get your ducks in a row, and that goes for anybody, really. Get ready to navigate. Yeah. Get ready to jump a timeline, is my opinion. And j- jump the timeline. Don't even think about this one here. Get ready to make the jump. You'll, you'll, you know, the universe, think... we don't ride without a net out there, so... Oh yeah, we have no net. No, I, yeah. I just when I was uh, the last couple of years, I haven't put up a um, an uh, an overview of the of the coming year, and I'm going to do it this year. And um, I see I see governments all over the place crumbling. So, mm-hmm. um, and and that's a good thing because because it's time to rebuild. And and you you have to you know tear down before you can build up, but um, I think it's going to be a time of of a lot of people um, rebelling, and it's not a matter and it's, it has nothing to do with politics. It has to do with the entire population of 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 many different nations that are going to say we've had it, you know. Change has mm-hmm. to happen, and and I think we're going to see that all over the world. So it's it's going to be fascinating to watch, a little scary, and um, I don't know what's going to happen with the United States, um, but probably some of it is going to affect us here. And you know, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like it's a good thing we're making room for for massive growth. We're making room for a golden age somewhere down the down the line and mm-hmm. um you know it's, it's just it's it's there's new stuff happening here it's really exciting um i don't mm-hmm. i stay away from crowds i don't like crowds um i i go to the grocery no. store and that's as crowded as i want to get <laughs> mhm oh thank you and, and, you, don't, you can't trust people nowadays so you know probably better no, and I have a, a granddaughter who's got one more year of high school, and then she's going off to college. And they've been looking at colleges, and they they actually went and looked at NYU. And I said to my son, "You've got to be out of your mind if you're going to send her into New York City uh, with, yeah. without a black belt of some sort, you know, because mm-hmm. she needs yeah, to I be able to I wouldn't bring her there. What, no, what is she going to major in? Does she know? You know what you theater and theater and uh, mm. communication, communication. Well, you can do that anywhere. I know they like New York yeah. City, probably Broadway, this and the other, but yeah, I yeah, wouldn't recommend it. I, I just <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. I for Christmas I got Excuse her me. some of those alarms you can put on your zipper so that you know if somebody comes at you you can set it off to scare the people away. 
Well, she should get some pepper spray at least. Have a self-defense and Krav Maga or something worse. And then um, Krav Maga is really good, by the way. And then get a firearm if she can, lethal, conceal and carry. Trainer. Well, she, That's what I would do. She, well, yeah, I, a firearm I don't think I'd go, but I, only because my son wouldn't go there. But um, yeah. she's she's 5'8". She's tall. So, you know. That's good. She's not a... It helps. Yeah. Oh, it's very good. Um but I'm concerned um, mm-hmm. with what's happening in, in, on campuses now these days. I'm, I'm terrified. Yeah. Well, uh, that's another thing with the drugs. You were talking about the drugs, and that's they're drugging people. They're putting drugs on people on Kleenexes or whatever, you know, whatever cloth it is on people uh, on on cloth, and they're putting it in the car, like in the handle. I've heard, you know, I think we talked about this, but literally there's some kind of a drug on it where it, it causes numbness in the hands and extremities, and they wind up in the ER. Anybody who sees any kind of cloth or Tissue connected to your handle of your door handle in your car, your vehicle, don't touch don't it. Don't touch it. Get gloves. Yeah. Don't touch anything that looks suspicious. I don't care if it's a piece of paper. And I would recommend everybody get some gloves and just wear them. Don't touch people unless you know them. I, I'm sorry. This, these are strange times, you know. So you just have to be attention, you know, pay attention to have situation awareness of that. It's going on, though. Oh, yeah. Very and it's, it's, you know, I'm in Tennessee, and... Just down the road, they've had two shootings in the last uh, week. And I'm rural. Yeah. I'm outside of Nashville, but it's very r- ruralish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, right. You shouldn't have any problems. And, no. I mean, and it used to be if you heard gunshots, you, you knew a farmer was chasing coyotes. Today you're wondering right. who's, being, who's been shot. So, yeah, it's no um, good. Mm-mm. That's no good. It's getting but, out of control with the gun, know, for sure, but... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, any I think what bothers me with the guns is any idiot can get a gun. And you know, while while they do a, a check of some sort, I mean, I I know one person that is definitely oh gosh, bipolar if not schizophrenic who managed to, you know, get a handgun and all I could think of is, "Oh my lord." You know, he could freak out and shoot someone. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just that's that's not a good thing. Um, no, it can get pretty he, pretty bizarre. Oh. Yeah, no, no. I, I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, um, I'm pretty sure if I had a gun, I'd shoot myself in the foot. So, um, well, cancel out to the universe. But you know what? If they're on drugs, that's going to create that also. That's going to change their behavior too. So once again, yeah, okay, that person might have had bipolar schizophrenia and the illusion of. But then what? If, what if somebody buys a weapon that's really clean, you know, good background, doesn't do drugs? Uh-huh. Also, they get involved in doing drugs, then they change their behavior immediately, and then you don't know what you're getting. So that can go south, too. I think there's all kinds of probability out there when it comes down to what can transpire when somebody um, gets a weapon. But, you know, they do that with anything. They kill you with a sword or a knife or a screwdriver. I mean, they want to take you out. They're going to take you out. Well, I have a baseball bat. And That's a my good one. son looked at me. My son looked at me, and he said, and, and so somebody breaks in, and what do you do, say, Wait a minute! I want to get my baseball bat. I mean, I mean, yeah. No, you point. go to you basically uh, have to be close proximity so you can grab it fast. And as they say in what was it, signs, swing away, swing away. <laughs> in the movie sign. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like baseball bats. No, they're good. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's just uh, or a golf club or anything, but but you anything know, the thing is, yeah. It, it's sort of like. Um, you you when you get frightened for your own protection and you and you're afraid in your own home that's a terrible place to be 
But these days, I don't know. I honestly, I don't know, Solaris, where it's safe. I mean, it's not safe people anywhere. Who have, you have to. Have, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, you just have to have situation awareness. It's not safe anywhere. You know, I can live away from people, far, far away, in, in the street or on the street where nobody even thinks anybody lives out here off GPS. And you, know, you get the weirdo. Doesn't matter. They come out of the woodwork like zombies. So I would say expect the unexpected to anybody out there and just have situation where don't let people get too close to you. Don't let them stand close behind you. I think I've mentioned that before. Just pay attention. Uh-huh. Be, be aware. That's all I can say. And if you get a vibe, well, trust I, the vibe. Trust that psychic radar. You know, get out of the proximity oh, of the yeah. place. If you're feeling bad vibes, get the heck out of Dodge. Get out of the area. I have done that a number of times, and always, always there was a good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, save your life probably. Uh, a couple of times it actually did, um, where I, I avoided an accident that, you know, I would have been right there when the accident happened mm-hmm. if, it, if I hadn't turned around and gone back. Um, I think that, that it's it's really important for people to trust their gut, unless they've had Mexican yeah. food. Um, right. You know. <laughs> Well, spirit sends you messages, you know, like we were talking before, spirit will send you a message. You know, one time when I was working in the casino and surveillance, you know, years back, but I remember driving early morning trying to get to work, and it was about a 40-minute drive, and and there was this horrific winds were out. I mean, really, really strong winds that I've never seen before up here. And a tree had blown in the middle of the road. It was dark, and I, I luckily I saw it ahead of time, the illusionist. But that tree was right across the road and blocking my way to go get over to my destination, I wound up, I was so pissed off. Instead of turning around saying, I'm just not going to go, Spirit probably tell me to stay home. I just got out there and I dragged that tree out. I don't know how I had the energy to drag that tree. I dragged it off the road and I just kept going. <laughs> but then everything was wrong when I got to work. Like everything was weird and, and weird stuff was going on. And I was like, I should have just stayed home. I think Spirit has a way of communicating to us. We should pay attention to it sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I can't, I've lost count on the number of times when I've, when I've had to say, I just don't feel right about this, so I'm not going to do it. And mm-hmm. um, I've made people angry from time to time, but I, I think you have to trust yourself because, yeah. you know, it, it, your, your, your own energetic field is a wonderful warning system if you pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. And, and, it really and is. so many people. And you don't have to be a, a quote-unquote psychic. It's just how do you feel? And I, I think mm-hmm. that's that's one of the, the important things. You know, if you don't feel right about going into some place, don't turn around and find another place to go. Um, right. Trust yourself because uh, so often, uh, you know, even if it's a grocery store, if you don't feel right, go to a different grocery store. Um, there's always a reason, mm-hmm. and some, you know, and many times you won't know what that reason is. But the more you trust your own feelings, the the more strongly they will come, and and at some point in time, they probably will save your life. I think so many people are going for superficial warning systems when you have your own built in. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, they're waiting for Alexa yeah. to pop up or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're in danger. Then you get the little oh, robot from Lost in Space. I wouldn't mind one of danger, them. Danger, danger, okay. Will Robinson. Right. Yeah, no. Robbie the Robot's good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, he was He's cute. A, he was precious. I like but, robots, I must say. Go ahead. 
Well, yeah, some of them are really spectacular these days. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I just, I, I keep thinking the times are changing so dramatically that that mm-hmm. even, I mean, the the only thing that, that I think is going to survive, which is really weird, are the podcasts. I, I well, think, you know, the t- Yeah, probably. I mean, when you think about it, you know, the TV shows, you know, they're, the news shows are being accused of, of lying and, and being politically leaning one way or the other. Um, and most of those people who who are newscasters or or whatever, they have pod, they all have podcasts. Have you noticed that? I've noticed that. It's funny how they're starting to pick up on the trend. Well, alternative media started taking over the mainstream. And I think that's why they saw uh-huh. it as competition. Uh, if you notice, not not anything against any travel channel or anything else, but they they started doing like scouting for talent, um, following po- podcasts like what you and I put out with our guests and taking our guests and interviewing them and getting them on shows. I, this has happened to me several yeah. times over, and I was like, wow, you made it. You know, you're over there. That's great. Now I'm happy for them. No problem. But it is interesting. They are looking for talent outside their perimeter, which is us. So that's oh, yeah. something to you know. I think that's pretty cool in a weird way. I think I think it became very apparent with the pandemic because mm-hmm. the only place the only things that were still up and running in a very healthy way were the podcasts. And yep. you know then start, then people people started to do um virtual school and you know they 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 discovered the podcasts and and I think I don't know about you but uh the listening audience for Mark and I has grown tremendously. Mm-hmm. And uh, very good. Yeah, it's 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 uh it's exciting because you know you and I get to put out there alternative thoughts on on lots of different things and mm-hmm. you know I have I have some areas I cover. Mark has areas he covers, and you know between us and then the Hieronymuses you know screen their stuff on our show too. So mm-hmm. um, great. You know, there's quite a variety. Mm-hmm. I think on blog oh, yeah. talk, on blog, too. yeah, on blog talk alone we have over a thousand shows. So that's awesome. Um, <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, I look at it and I think, oh my gosh, did we do all that? And, and yeah, we did. So it's it like, adds but, up after a while. I've lost track of how many podcasts I have out there in files. I, someone will pop it up. Remember this? Remember that? Like, please go away. <laughs> <laughs> I said that a nice well, I have to. Uh, <laughs> I have to admit, I, I, I have a, I have this thing about numbers, about getting to certain numbers, and um, uh, I, I think I drove poor, poor Mark crazy when we were getting up to two thousand followers on on the YouTube channel. It was like, yeah, almost mm-hmm. everyone I talked to it was, have you have you been on our YouTube channel? Are you a subscriber? Please go and subscribe. You know, so. Oh, that's um, cute. Well, that's good. It's good to promote it. What's wrong with that? Well. Well, yeah, no, it's it's um, yeah, I I we got the two thousand, and, and so I'm I'm you know not gonna be beating the bushes anymore. Just whatever comes comes, but mm-hmm. but it was it was exciting to get to a thousand, and then it was really exciting to get to two thousand, and you know I when I get closer to twenty five hundred or something, I'll probably get the itch again, but mm-hmm. but but for now we just cruise and we don't really pay a lot of attention to it. But I think that it's important that that um, and even public radio, you know, um, 
public, is it public radio? Even public radio is becoming um, politicized. So that, mm-hmm. so that, you know, finding, finding the truth, because, you know, Patrick used to say, don't listen to any of the news channels. They all tell you their truth, but it's not necessarily yours. And I said, so where do you go for the truth? And he said, don't mm-hmm. even go to um, public radio anymore. It's, it's like Radio Free Europe or whatever. It's not anymore. And he said, you have to find people who are podcasting that have the same belief system you do and, you know, listen to them. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, that, that's the only way that, that you will find information. And, you know, you and I, put, you know, we put authors out there and we, we let them, t- you know, and I and I will admit that I am selective. If I don't agree with the material an author has written, I don't do the show. Mm-hmm. But you know, there are enough books out there to sink a battleship. So. Oh, I love it! I can't have enough books. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you have I a think I sent the you the data. I think that's it. Well, go ahead. I think I sent you that link to um, Hermes Trismegistus Light. Is that the one that you were saying they rewrote the uh, keys? Oh, he wrote yeah the, the, the tablets. tablets and stuff. Yeah, right. That's what we were talking about doing. So when did that come out? You steal our idea? Uh, it's just, no, it's just, just now published. So, I was going to say no, he stole I mean, our idea. That no, just <laughs> we were talking about this well, six good. months ago. We were we were decoding. Yeah, that, no, I don't remember. We, no, I don't have. No, I don't have to do it. Um, well, I, I might read the book. I want to see what his is about. I'm going to look and see how he decoded it, and I'll see if I can do any better. I'm okay. curious now. I do want to read it. I do want to read it. He sounds very interesting. I love that. I, yeah, I love that book anyway. Oh, yeah. He not kept coming in. I'm sorry. I don't know why. So, let's read yeah, that another. It was a, have you read The Keys of Enoch? That's a tough read. Oh, yeah. It is a tough read. I've highlighted it the heck out of my book. You should see it. Oh, yellow. <laughs> but I love that book. I really enjoy it. I still reread it. Yeah. I love certain passages in the book are very powerful. I I agree with you. Um and I think, you know, my friend my friend Jeannie, um, she has ADHD. She just can't read you know, she can't sit and read. She just can't. Mm-hmm. And so, um every now and then I will find a book and say to her, Look, the chapters are very short. You could read a chapter and then put it down. And you know, and, and she's. I think. I think we have a lot of books coming out in audio now too. So mm-hmm. that. But that that would put me to sleep. I don't care for audio books. Um, yeah. I don't either. I like to read. I like to read. Still. Oh. After everything I've been through. So. Well, you must be going through about a book a week, too. Well, I've been writing my own books, and then I took a break. Um, but I have actually behind on a few books to be reading. But I did read the last book for my last guest, so I have been reading. And I do enjoy it, and I get through things fairly fast, so that's always nice. I love books. Yeah, I wish I, we had a, you know, the Library of Alexandria. I mean, I love big libraries. I just, I really love books. Oh, gosh. is Have you seen, there's, is, it's, there's a website, I think it's Spiritual Texts or something like that. I think you told me about it. Didn't you? It has. Is it a big library spiritual? online? Yeah. 
Okay, yeah, I think you might have mentioned that to me. I'll have to check that out. Um, spiritual text happened to be on the computer. Very nice. Um, All right. <laughs> well, hard to avoid since we're on it. She's Googling um, as we talk. I am. <laughs> that's, you know, that's not the that's spiritual text. We multitask over here. What? I'm sorry. I'm oh, very yeah. sarcastic tonight. I'm in a good mood, though. That's good. Illusion space time. Oh, yeah. I have no problem with that. Um, I'll have okay. to find it because I, I've got someplace my sister gave me a thumb drive with all of the material on it. And it's fabulous because you can type any topic in and it gives you hundreds of references and, and the links to them. Yeah, that sounds great. I'd like to look at that. Very nice. Very just. When we get off, I'm going to have to search out that little thumb drive and see if I can find it. Um, but it's, you know, there there is so much available out there. I think my my one big fear is that somebody's going to send an EMP and, you know, take take the Internet down. Well, they can reboot it if it really happens. There's so many different versions of the Internet. I'm not buying that we could lose our Internet and not get it back. We can Plus, there's always the other formula of library. Thank goodness we have books and hard copy, right? Oh yeah, but I'm I'm I put I put all of my stuff on Kindle because it's easier for me to read. Mhm. A lot so, of people like Kindle. But it's just you know I think that when it comes to these times where people are searching, you know, so so seriously for. Um, I think meditation stuff is something that they're searching for now these days more than anything mm-hmm. else that I've noticed. It's like, how do I meditate? You know, tell me tell me how to get to the place where you are. And, and you know, it's kind of like I can't tell you how to get where I am, but but, but I can tell you that every, every, every person, every sage, every medium, every person who appears to be, um, full of wisdom and stuff like that that I know uh, would tell you that meditation is the first place you've got to start. That mm-hmm. yeah. that that will get you to a place where information can flow through you, which is you know very exciting. So mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like start with meditation. I know that sounds so simple, and it is. But once you get going with the meditation, everything else sort of falls into place. Mm-hmm. But you Yeah, know, it really does. I mean, you started this a gazillion years ago as well, right? I mean, you were... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was always were in you, a form of you, meditation. Before you got in, into all of, the, all of the, the black stuff that you got into... Were you were you working in a spiritual field as well? Oh yeah, that's 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 definitely that's before like with transmutation through ascension. But prior to that, I was doing energy work, healing, readings, assessments, and timeline astrology. I was I was doing all kinds of meditations and meditation. Plus, I was a um, martial artist instructor, so I was that's meditative too, teaching qigong tai chi, and then of course the taekwondo oh, yeah. and kickboxing. So yeah, I, I had a I was doing all kinds of stuff in meditation. I'm used to that. When I was very young, I used to do a lot of automatic writing, and I didn't realize what it was. But I was always, I was always streaming data, and I used to sit by the typewriter and, and put out a bunch of information. That's when I was younger, so I was always able to access the field, just didn't understand it a whole lot. 
Yeah, for a long time I did. Um, I was uh, painting personal mandalas for people, and the reading that went along with them was automatic writing. And mm-hmm. um, it, it was it was so much fun. And I did about, I think there are about 500 of them around the world. And as soon as I did the deck of cards, I stopped painting. So it was mm. it was kind of like that. That's what that's that created the foundation for mm-hmm. the deck of cards. And once the cards were done, um, I didn't have to paint anymore. It was really it was the that's weirdest nice. thing. Yeah, that's a nice completion well, I, I cycle. Think it was, and and um, it just it didn't feel right anymore. It 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 kind of felt like the 500 personal Mandelas were what got me to the place where I could do the 52 cards that were in the deck of cards. And then once the cards were done, I did not paint. Not I, I, I think I finished up the ones I had orders for, and then that was it. I was done. Wow, that's very good. Well, maybe that was what it was for to begin with. So the primer oh, yeah. to the cards. Yeah. Well, Sounds like I, it. I think that's an... I think that's another thing. You know, sometimes um, talents, gifts, situations are only for a, a short period of time, and then it's time you move on. And I think so many of us, you know, just we, you know, hey, I'm doing well with this, and there are lots of orders. I should keep going. And it was like, no, I'm done. Um, mm-hmm. There's got to be something else here. So. And I think that's when that's when the website came into being. Oh, that's good. And you know, nice. so so it was like it's kind of like and the more creative you are, the the more the more outlets you have for your creativity, um the the easier things do become for you. Mm-hmm. At least I have yeah. found that. I agree. Yeah, it's multitasking. Well I find that gifts just morph anyway. It's not like you really stop what you're doing, but it takes on a different formula as you navigate in your consciousness. And and sometimes it's just very different, but the, the skill is still there. It's just a matter of uh-huh. how it's being reconfigured, at least for me. So, you know, and people will know when they get burnout. You know, when you have burnout, take a break, rewrite, do something else. That goes for any career, yeah, anything you're doing. You know, if you feel like if it's not yeah, fun anymore and if you don't like it, yeah, take a break from it. Well, yeah, that's what I, that's what I tell everybody about the radio show. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'm having a lot of fun doing it, and when it stops being fun, I will stop doing it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but it's still fun. You know, it's, it's. I enjoy it. Well, I don't know about you, but it's my way of being connected to to hundreds, maybe thousands of people, without having to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, isn't it fun? We don't have to move anywhere in the illusion space time. We're just here. Yeah, and they're just yeah. there. But we're all connecting. And and, and it just is it's sort of like, okay, this is this is super because I don't have to um I, I don't have to go into a crowd, I don't have to travel. I mean, at one point I traveled to psychic fairs and stuff like that for a long time. I don't need to do any of that. I just I'm here at the mm-hmm. computer and I you know, do the writing I need to do for the website and I do the podcasts and um it's yeah, a very, very fulfilling life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes it a lot easier. Plus, you don't waste any fuel. And there's so many 
pluses to working from home, whether whatever you're doing from home. But I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But I think it, it, during these times, the one thing I would say to everybody is is find a, a way of meditating and and at least a channel of creativity that you can that you enjoy doing that you can get involved in because that as well opens up um, the portals within you that, that allow material to flow through you and to and you know and and touch your life in many mm-hmm. different ways. Uh, we're coming into times where um, utilizing those skills that you have inside of you are, are going to be very important. So play with them and get in touch with them and utilize them as best you can. Um, mm-hmm. and, and don't do it through 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 hallucinogenics. <laughs> yeah, I know. Back I, to I would recommend it, but I know a lot of people who do. But yeah. I mean, they're nice people. They're great people. I know quite a few people who use ceremonial drugs, and uh, not not for mm-hmm. recreation, but for you know, pure ceremony. Well, a ceremony is a whole other thing. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. doing a ceremony, I can see that. Um, I mean, sage um, is it, it's not a hallucinogenic, but it certainly makes itself known. Um, but there there are. There are other things that, that, you know, help you to relax into that um, energetic field that allows you to open yourself up and trust that only good information comes through. And, you know, I, that's, I'm 100% for that. But, you know, it's, it's kind of like don't, don't whack out and go crazy with it because then it destroys you. Then, then, then you're setting yourself up for, for karma for another life or two or three or four. And you don't want to do that. You want to be of service to yourself and to your fellow man, but you don't want to get lost in the process and rely upon something else to get you to where you can get to naturally yourself. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah, you have all the components within. No doubt about it. Yeah, I think the biggest problem most of us have is our ego. Yeah, a lot of the time people have ego, but... Sometimes if you just get the personality out of the way, they should be okay. Plus, it's just practice. I mean, it's just about just wanting to to grow and evolve spiritually and doing something about it and taking the initiative. Some people don't know how. Well, your book on transformation is is a fabulous book to start with. Well, thank you. You say that a lot. Thank (laughs) you very much, though. I do appreciate it. Oh, I I love that book. My first book. Well, I appreciate that. It has a special place in my heart. I don't. I don't think a lot of other people liked it, but I do. <laughs> you like it, so thank well, you. Oh, I not only like it, I steal from it all the time. Um, thank you. It's it's a it's a wonderful book. <laughs> yeah, I've got you recorded with that. If anybody comes at I know, me, hey, I, no problem. <laughs> but no, I think I think there. I think what's wonderful about it is it's a short book. It's not. 500 800 pages and it's mm-hmm. very it's it's very explicit and it's simple and it it helps you it 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 helps you to guide you through through initial phases which is fabulous mm-hmm. it was so, my first book so i thought i did an okay job with it you did a great you know job when you create with your it. first masterpiece 
And it doesn't matter if people don't think it's your masterpiece or not. It was my masterpiece because hey, it was the first book I ever wrote and published and self-published nonetheless that was out there. It's just such a nice mm-hmm. feeling to accomplish something, your words on paper, your thoughts, your states of consciousness, and what you've learned and how you can share it with others. I think that's the biggest message I had. I had no expectations of anything. I just I just knew it was supposed to be out there. Which is good. We've written, what, and I designed what, the cover. Five? Yeah, that's your painting. Um, that yeah. you've written... Four or five, and and of oh, course I think the I've other. That. Well, yeah. I, I know the one Thank I love. I love is your, is your Halloween book. That one is precious. Yeah, that I'm one so is glad. just. I'm glad you like it. Why isn't that oh. one a bestseller? I don't know. It's just it should have been off the rails like sales wise. No offense. I mean, I'm not like greedy, but I'm saying that book is really cute. I agree with you, and yet it's it's one of those people are starting to get it now. They're starting to see it, but it's not really advertised much. I think that's part of it. I try to advertise it for well, the, the holidays. Well, the illustrations are just gorgeous. And, Thank you. And, she did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. For for those of you that don't that don't um, know about her, <laughs> the other side of Solaris, um, she's written a book on <laughs> on Halloween, and it's the uh, um, Mr. Moon and the Halloween Dance. Is that it? Oh, it's Mr. Oh, God. That must be a sequel. No, it's Mr. Sun and the Halloween Ball. But I like yours, <laughs> Mr. Sun and the Halloween Ball. Okay. I'm going to have to remember um, your title, though. That sounds like another one. It sounds like a sequel. Well, when you start, when you stop and think about it, the sun and the moon, you know, are sister and brother, so to speak. But but mm-hmm. it's, it's a first. children's book about metaphysical characters, and it's so beautifully written. And the, the illustrations are just to die for. They are just gorgeous. And, I appreciate um, that. Oh, okay. I thought they were cute. Well, I've given it to many people, so <laughs> you've had some sales. Oh, thank you. <laughs> they're so cute. You know, Harold the Gnome is one of the characters. I mean, they're just adorable. I, I am pleased with that. You ever wonder, like, when you write something, like, how did I even do that? Sometimes I was just, it's amazing when we get into that creative stream. It's really nice. And I encourage everybody, if you're interested in writing, to just sit and write or meditate, because this is what comes out, creativity and spirituality and some divine blueprint that connects in. It's really fun. I'd love to write. And I think, yeah, I'm glad to hear that you're going to be writing again, Barbara, because it's so wonderful and so beneficial to not only yourself but everyone else who reads it. Well, yeah, it it it, it really um, – I, I kind of backed up for a while, and then then I got itching again, and it's sort of like um, – there, there, there are a couple of new sections on, on the website. There's one called What If that um, – I will be adding more too. The the first page is there, but I have a lot more that I'll I'll put up. And the other is the new blog. And um it's just you know, I think you have to facelift now and then and you have to change things around and you have to get ready to I I don't know if the writing is where I should be going. It just feels like it, so I'm getting everything set up. I have my mm-hmm. lists of things that I want to write for the website that I want to get up, and you know, once once that's all done, I don't know where I'll go, but um, oh, I'll find somewhere. You know? Oh yeah, well, writing's putting it out in the field there. You're you're creating a reality with that, so maybe it's something energetically that needs to be done to put it out there in the field and ether itself, make it more tangible. Well, that could be. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I just, uh, I do trust that <clears throat> the um, impetus is there. The 
the feeling is there that, you know, I really have to get myself ready for this. And and so um, by the first of the year, everything will be the way it should be, and, and I'll be adding to it on a regular basis. So um, I don't know, for a mm-hmm. long time I, I I didn't, you know, I was just focused on reading the books and doing the interviews, and then it occurred to me that I'm really not doing anything creative. I should really be doing creative stuff too. And mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of like, you know, take my own advice and get back to work. <laughs> well, I think that's great. And when you get your book published, I'll be interviewing you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, actually, actually, Wallace Wagner, is it Wally Wagner? Yeah. No, he interviewed me. It's No, it's Ken. Oh, God. Now, if Mark were on his toes, he could give me the name of the guy. Um, somebody who was writing a book is terrible. I, he's obviously not on his feet. Um, where are you, so Mark? Ken, <laughs> and where are you when I need you? Um, Ken Godsworth. Um, okay. He's doing a book on, on, on uh, UFOs in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I think the book is called uh, yeah, he got it. <laughs> uh, he, he called thank me you, Mark. and he said, "Yes, thank you." Um, and he said that he was—he noticed on my website I had a lot of material, and he asked me if he could use the material. And I said, "Sure." And then he said, "Well, would you write something for the back of the book?" And I said, "Oh, I'd be happy to." And then he then he called me back and he said, "Well, will you write the book with me?" And I said, what? <laughs> and he said, no, will you collaborate with me? And I said, sure. And then he sent me the cover of the book, and there's my name on the cover of the book. So um, he and I will collaboratively, uh, he's he's doing the publishing. Um, well, that's good. And, and, and when I stopped to think about it, you know, 90% of it came from my website. So, yeah, that that's fair. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's excellent. Very cool. But, well, yeah, that'll, that'll, be, that'll be exciting. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I think writing and publishing is, is probably in my, in my future someplace. I'm just not sure what, but mm-hmm. when I figure it out, it, I, I suspect it will just happen in and of, it, it, on its own at the right time. And I think that's what all of us have to do. You know, you start generating that creative energy, and then whatever is right or meant to be evolves out of that energy. But it, it's like a car. If you don't put gas in the engine, it won't run. So mm-hmm. if you if you don't fuel the, the creative process, Nothing is going to come from it. So, um, right. you know, and, it's and, a legacy and too. I, That's one thing about writing. You know, it's your legacy. I mean, for me, it is anyway. When you think about, you look at the world today, and you look at where you've been, and you had so much influence as a teacher, this, that, and the other. But you wonder uh, what's left. What is there anything left that I've left behind? If I had to leave this world tomorrow, what would I have left as an archive of data for somebody? And I think books have that that kind of imprint in there where they reach out to many, many beings, many seekers. That's what I like about books and. In at least my books, they don't attract everybody, but there's a time capsule there. There's a there's something there, uh, and it's like a little crystalline archive. And I find that that's, I think that's important that we leave something important, something with a, a bigger 
picture of, of the world here, like a marker. Well, you know, a long, a long time ago, I I got to thinking about how, you know, the the pyramids and the Sphinx and everything are three to five thousand years old, and you know, okay, so there's there's a, there's time, there's 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 a reminder of history there, but. In 5,000 years, my condo is not going to be standing. Um, a lot of stuff won't be standing. And it's kind of like, what is this generation leaving behind? You know, the technology, that'll be wiped out. Um, you know, one good comet hit, and, you know, you know, it's toast. And the only thing I can think of that, that comes from our generation would be Mount Rushmore, because mm-hmm. you know, stones. I wouldn't hold your breath on that one, right? No, I don't think that, that know, somebody's going to. So, That's going to blow it up. And sometimes still. Somebody's going to take it down. Um, <laughs> sorry, but, say that. I yeah, the universe, I'm but, pretty hey, sure. Sorry, <laughs> it's on but, the list somewhere. But, somebody's got a list for that one. But you and I are, are leaving an electronic legacy with our radio shows that will float mm-hmm. out there in the ether forever so so you know it it it, it electronically it will go forever so that so that mm-hmm. our podcasts are are really our legacy that we're leaving for time itself to discover i guess um mm-hmm. because you know our music is out there anything on the internet is out there and even though the internet may go down electronically, it still floats on the ether. And mm-hmm. um, yes, in the field. so, so you know, some spaceship cruising by or whatever, five thousand years from now, will pick up a signal that that will be you know either either your show or my show, and we'll hear our voices talking about whatever we're talking about and with a translator of course because obviously they won't talk English but but they'll be able to get the gist of what we're talking about so so doing the podcast mm-hmm. is like leaving a legacy I think it is you know it's funny you mentioned the ships I'm like well chances are that I'll be there in my future self looking at it like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> where'd that come from well, I'm horrified to think that they, I'm horrified to think that some of our music will be out there too. <laughs> well, there's some good music. We had some great rock and roll here back in the day. I don't know about it today on this timeline, but oh, yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? We we definitely mm-hmm. did. But what's what's? I mean, there there is there. You know, to be fair, there is some there's some good music out there now too, but mm-hmm. but not of a. I mean, the rapping music and everything. Holy cow! Um, oh. Hamilton, the, the the Broadway show, I had to listen mm-hmm. to it four or five times to even get the words of, of oh, what wow. they were saying. Hmm. So I, I mean, it's 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 really clipping right along there. But um, no, I think I think that I think we are leaving a legacy. It's just not what we expect. And the last mm-hmm. few times there has been a mass destruction event, it's usually been from a comet hit. So mm-hmm. I would suspect that's what is going to 
in 17,000 years or so, that's what's going to uh, send us back to the Stone Age. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, then, then, then we'll build all over again, and hopefully at that point we'll, we'll do better than we did this time because at this point I'm not real proud of what humanity has done. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's been quite of a mess, isn't it? Well, it's, it's even even when you look at archaeology, um, they've made discoveries that they are they are they are ignoring because they don't fit into you know their their patterns, and so we're missing mm-hmm. out on a lot of the stuff that that probably would be enlightening for us. For instance, mm-hmm. the the, uh, the the hieroglyphs and some of the pyramids. First of all. How did they get the painting and everything done? Because there's no soot any place, and they do have mm-hmm. a hieroglyph that looks exactly like an electric light bulb. So, mm-hmm. did they have electricity? How did they how did they get this stuff painted? They were underground for Pete's sakes, and mm-hmm. the painting is meticulous. So, how did they do that? Yeah, there's a lot of mystery with the, with the Giza Plateau, as we know. Also, a lot of excavation right. going on right under the noses. Um, so, yeah, a lot of happening over there. That's for darn sure. But well, at the same time, you know, it, it's... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, but the thing is, it's no, all well, obfuscated for centuries and decades. It's been so cloaked. And, this, and the little bits of data they give you is it's not accurate. But the cellular memory, and if you're if you're dialed into off-planet celestial design works and what I call off-planet intelligence, you get it. You get the real information and the data codes correctly. But... It's been a disservice for everybody to be dumbed down and switched off, and that's where that carousel ride needs to stop. It just needs to end. I think it is ending, to be honest with you. you know, you're not the first one that's told me that something big's happening in January. I've known it myself looking at the timeline, but there's some other stuff going on, um, big transitions, big changes in January. So something to look at. Like People are um, really understanding that something big is going on. For you, it's more about getting set up and getting get yourself in alignment for your future in the illusion of space time, but something else is coming in and eclipsing. And, and I don't think we're going to be hit by a meteor. I think that's going to be something else intersecting. Inter, uh, there's going to be oh, something yeah. else con- connecting in. I don't think it's going to be a meteor. It's going to be bigger than oh, that. No, the, the, the meteor is, is not for 17,000 years. I don't think we're going yeah, to have a mass okay. destruction event. Um, but No, but we are in, going to have something changing the space time, in my opinion. I think I uh, absolutely. And I think there's either a pole shift or there's definitely plate activity because in 2024 there is supposedly a a spiritual conference of wise people that have that have enlightened the planet over over the millennia and it's supposed to happen in the Gobi Desert in 2024. Mm-hmm. Now, well, if they, Well, let me know if you're not going to be around for the show, please. Okay, I'll, but, I'll send you a virtual post. I'll send you a digital postcard off planet. Okay. I'm just teasing. But it is but, interesting. 2024 seems so far away to me. I don't know why. It's only a year. It's weird. And, they, and time is, have you noticed how time is picking up? Or maybe it's just that I'm getting older. I don't know which it is. No, the frequencies are increasing. I think it's the frequency that creates the illusion of it. Actually, I've noticed that uh, regular time, if you look at time and the illusion of the clocks, it's stretched. Uh-huh. In other words, they're trying to delay everything. That's them. That's the weaponization of the atmosphere. But true space-time is frequency. It's, it's fast. It's moving, it's moving forward. It's, um, in my opinion, it's, it's exactly what you're describing. It's going very quickly. 
But I've noticed the source in yeah, the field. I, so it's like time dilation. Well, oh, yeah, no, it's it's really quite amazing. And it does feel as though, uh, you know, you know how they say a watch pot never boils? It it feels like something mm-hmm. is burbling, ready to come to a boil, but after the first of the year. Right. Yep, you bet. I agree. Well, that's and, something to look at, I don't isn't know. it? Yeah. Remotely. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, you know, I, I can't put a finger on what it is. I do know that that um, those it, 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 it would it would not be necessarily the government we know, but probably the government we don't know that is trying to manipulate us. And I don't think the population is going to to stand for it. So, mm-hmm. well, I think I, they've been trying to I eradicate think, people. So, go ahead. Yeah, but. Well, I I agree with you. They're trying to they're trying trying to cut down the population for sure. Uh there mm-hmm. was a study out uh I that I read briefly and I can't tell you where it was from. I wish I could. Um but it it was um it came out just within this last week that um men's sperm counts are way down. So, I mm-hmm. I think that something has been done whether it was with Vaccines or, or whatever, but but I think our population is going to start to really go down because I don't think mm-hmm. that we're going to be having as many babies as as um, we have in the past. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. I agree. Yeah, no, so, they're wanting that though. I mean, this is what a lot of them want to have a very minimal population. Although you can always clone if it gets to that level where people can't have children anymore, you can clone. Um, that is definitely a possibility. But I still say that they're wanting a particular amount of people here, which it doesn't make any sense to me because, in my opinion, I think people can live off planet. If, if it's too overpopulated, what's wrong with having another planet to live on? What's wrong with that? We have the capabilities. I know people don't oh, think yeah. so, but I know we do. So, so why not? Oh, my goodness. Get some people yeah. say, hey, I would go. I'd be, I mean, in a heartbeat, I'd leave this world. I would. I'm a traveler. There's no doubt about it. So I'm okay with that. Not many people maybe, But I'd say, okay, you know, there's plenty of space in the cosmos, people. Come on. <laughs> it's like a greedy here. Well, no, no, I, I, I agree with you, but you know, if they are reducing the population, and who was it? Somebody said that that you know we had to open our borders because we needed these people to come in and be workers and work yeah, in the fields. And I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty positive that those place. people coming in have no intention of working in the fields. <laughs> oh heck no! We're not coming over here to work for her. You know, you go pick my oranges for me. Pretty much, that's what she said. Ah, <laughs> like really? Ah, woman. Where? Thank goodness she's leaving. So, yeah, at least that's well, what the story she, is, right? She's had a good long run, and here oh and there, gosh, she may yeah. have done. She may have. Done, I think. I think it. it somebody suggested that there be um, age limits and term limits, and I think that's a good idea. It was originally mm-hmm. in the Constitution, and they took it out. Mm-hmm. I, think they I don't know why. I think so, because well, they, they become permanent fixtures, you know. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Squatters. No, and, and you know, I, I just, I, I think that, that there are massive changes coming, and I don't know who's going to make them. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I do know massive changes are coming. And, and I think mm-hmm. that, that we're in for, you know, that the year... The next year, 23, is going to be 
um, fascinating to watch and uncomfortable to live through. So oh, lovely. Um, I guess I'll get my light ship and watch from afar then, huh? I think <laughs> I'd like to watch from the moon. <laughs> That'll be a jump point well, to the next you know, destination. I'll just watch from there. I I have heard the moon is hollow and that it you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff inside of it. So mm-hmm. and, be a great and view, uh, that it? it was Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. It would be. It would be. I, but you know, terra firma. I'm I'm very fond of the earth. <laughs> I know. I I think it's a beautiful place. I mean, it can be. I just I don't feel a connection to it cosmically, spiritually though. It's very weird. Everything is is celestial with me. But I do think it's a nice place, what? and I've had some nice experiences here. I can recommend Coca Cola, pizza, nice people, spirituality. I love trees and animals, oceans, lakes. Well, you know, <laughs> I I I think. <laughs> I'm 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 with you on that. Um, I think that that it 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 really is an amazing planet. I think the fact that that we are not indigenous to this planet is something that people forget. It's sort of like mm-hmm. people forget that that we did not come from this planet, and and they forget that our bodies are just avatars. They are not our spirit and you know mm-hmm. I, I, I so so many are living under illusions that make it very difficult to to survive right yeah you need to crack that shell it's all programming it's all social engineering but if you look and you see what's going on with mainstream they give you the probability like the possibility not the probability but it's like oh well you know there's who are these visitors and who are these aliens but they never correlate our dna to ancient cosmic celestial heritage, which is what we are, and that's such a disservice. They don't want anybody to be extraterrestrial. That's like that's the biggest mistake they ever made on the timelines. They should have tell, told everybody. I don't care if you believe it or not, but you know that you're cosmic, and you need to acknowledge it. And you know you don't hear that anymore. Well, you never heard it anyway. But well, I think the mystery schools were definitely involved in that. We are extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. you know, I mean, very true. So. So, you know, genetically, my family's been here for hundreds of years. I can trace it back. But the reality is my DNA didn't come from here because mm-hmm. right. our, our DNA is older than the planet. So we had to come from somewhere right. else. So How can people so not see like, that? I don't get it. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, you, you, can tell them, you can tell them that, but they they don't comprehend it. You know, and and no. and it's it, it's you know we are it, Patrick had a term that he used a lot, and he kept saying we are the people we've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. That's very true, very very true. And and you know, I, when he first said it, I kind of just looked at him, and now I understand it. And and it's mm-hmm. sort of like um, we are the extraterrestrials. We are them. Mm-hmm. So, um, Alien Intelligence by New Book alludes to that. That's what I talk about in that book, Alien Intelligence. Our Cosmic Ancestry. I think I've... I don't know if you've read that one, have you? If you haven't, I'll send you a copy if you want one. Yeah, I'd love one. I'd love one. Yeah, it's a good read, Um, in my opinion. Of course, I'm, you know, I'm the author, so. (laughs) (laughs) But it is. It's about our Cosmic Ancestry. That's the whole idea, that, that we are the descendants of the visitors. And the disinformation yeah, and in some of the UFO community, not all of it, but a lot of it. 
I mean, we may have been, it may have been our ancestors that even created the earth in order to inhabit it. Mm-hmm. That's right, careful. I mean, so, so it, it's, it's, um, I, I don't think people understand that. You know, it's just, no. they, they have, I'm not saying they have little minds, but their perspective is little. And, right. you know, if they just would open up to, you know, the cosmic view of it, it would be so much, it, 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 it could be so exciting. It's, it's a neat time. I it agree. really is. And, well, it's and overdue. I think that's why they do drugs, to be honest, to try to get into that level or out of that level for expansion, to get information, to get gnosis. It could be. It could be. And if that's the point of it, and they take what the information, and they, if they take the information and incorporate it into their lives and live by it, that's great. But if they're just out for a good trip, that's not a good idea. No. No, I agree with you. And when they transfer out in that disorientation, it's not going to be a pretty ride either. So keep that in mind. Well, I can remember way back when, and I don't know what people were on. I think it was LSD. You know, they thought they could fly mm-hmm. and they walked off buildings. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it yeah, sounds like, like LSD. So, so, you know that 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 doesn't help any. I mean, if it helped, if it gave you a better perspective, if you could take that perspective, incorporate it into your life, and live your life accordingly, that's great. But mm-hmm. that that's especially. Especially kids today. I mean, junior high kids are, are using all sorts of different, you know, drugs that they find in their parents' medicine cabinets and things like that, just to, mm. just to you know, get high or get low or you know, whatever. That's crazy. I don't yeah. understand it. I, I don't either. I, I mean, yeah, they shouldn't be doing that, but I think they have role models. You know, go ahead. Well, that's true. That's true, and and. My friend Jeannie's her sister-in-law just recently passed away, and you know she was she was u- using painkillers um, abusively, mm. and that that may have been what took her out. I don't know, but it, it's kind of mm-hmm. like you know there there was abuse, and right. I, I think there's the danger is always that that no matter how good something is, that it will eventually become abusive. Mhm. Yeah, I think so. You know, it's interesting that what you mentioned, you know, people jumping off of the buildings, you know, I can fly, I can fly, but, you know, if you're into astral projection and you're expanded in consciousness, you understand, yes, you can fly, but you astral project, you know, or consciousness in motion. Yeah. It's interesting, but the, see how the body, yeah, you the don't take the, the body didn't correlate that. Yeah. yeah, you don't take the body with you. you know? That's right. Unless you're face shifting and bilocating uh, or something. But, yeah, isn't that weird? Well, yeah. yeah it's just interesting. But it's a sad way to leave. I mean, under the influence of something that's when you're not in control and you're just being, you know, dragged across the war, world wherever you're going. Well, I think too, um, there's a lot of, uh, you know, things people slipping drugs to people that don't know they're getting a drug mm-hmm. and stuff like that too. That's a little scary. Um, that's no good. You know, no, no. Uh, that's why I, I say just, bring you know, I, bottled water if you go out in public. You know, if you go to conferences, make sure you have bottled water and you're in charge of it with a lid. And, you know. Oh yeah. I, I don't. I don't like anybody giving me any drinks or anything. Trust anybody. I just. I. 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 Jenna has an older brother who's twenty, and, um, 
he's in college, and I don't worry about him at all. He's, you know, a great big guy, and he's got a good head on his shoulders. Um, um, and Jenna does too, but she's female, and I just, I, I see all of these awful things happening to, to, to girls in college these days, and I just, I'm horrified. I want to go well, like with I said, her. Well, like I said, get her in a martial arts class. Go ahead. I, oh, I really want to do that. I, I Put her in Krav Maga. That's my recommendation. I would say that one. That's gross motor skills, but they teach really good self-defense for women. Or jiu-jitsu. That's even better. Gracie jiu-jitsu. Ah. I'd recommend that. I studied Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and I did um, Japanese jiu-jitsu. It's really good because most fights end up on the floor, on the ground. So you, and women who are uh-huh. smaller usually have the advantage. You can get in and really put people in chokes, but... Yeah, I would recommend something like that. It doesn't take a whole lot, you know, just a little bit of training here and there, get her more confident. Yeah, I, I, I bought the alarms that she can have on her belt for when she goes to college, well, and hopefully she'll she'll take them with her. But um, I, I think that so many people. Oh, I know, I know. Um, you know, I remember when I went to college in the '60s. Um, there, there was none of that. It was, I mean, it was almost like everybody was just so, so ignorant of everything. <laughs> well, maybe it was better times. I mean, I'm sure there were serial killers and creeps and this, that, and the other, but it wasn't as as bad as it is now. Everything's dangerous. People don't care anymore. I mean, they just don't care. There's a lot of weird, violent people out there right now. Seriously, you have to watch your back. You really do. Everybody. I think a lot of them have been abused. A lot of them have been mm-hmm. in, in over-medicating themselves. And, you know, because there's so much out there available for them to get into, they do. Mm-hmm. And um, that's that's frightening. And Well, a it, lot of those crimes are committed when they're on drugs. Yeah, a lot of those people are tripping out. They're on meth or something, um, a lot of meth heads and that other drug. Yeah, it's just not- Oh, yeah. No, and, and the fentanyl. I mean, where did that come yep. from? I, people say China, but I, I, I don't know if that's where it really came from. But mm-hmm. it can. It, it's such a small amount of it can kill you. Now, why would anybody oh, yeah. want to? I, I don't understand why anybody would want to even be near anybody that had that. I mean, that just well, yeah. it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, well, you've seen footage of law enforcement, right? I mean, police officers can't come near it. If they get in close proximity, then they get really sick. I mean, I saw some footage, and, and the guy passed out. They had to drag him out of there and help him recover. This is dangerous stuff. Nobody should be around that. Nobody. And, and, and Can you imagine if they leave it around where somebody picks it up? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Or, or even even just, just a crumb. I mean, it's so so little of it could kill you that it doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. Why would anybody no. be crazy enough to try something like that. That just blows me away. Yeah. I think they're like zombies. But I really think these people are just like dead dead as persons. You know, there's nothing there. Empty vehicles, empty vessels that just take take in whatever drugs are there. I don't think there's anybody home. I don't know anybody in the right mind who would do stuff like that. Nobody spiritually sound would touch that stuff. So, tells you where they're well, at. I think it'll, zombies. zombies. In a lot, but in a lot of cases, People don't know they're taking it. That's what gets me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's even worse. Um, you know, it, it kind of makes you you want to make sure that you're 
your prescription drugs are your prescription drugs, and they don't go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But yeah, right. I, I look them up. It's, look up it, the numbers on my suggestion. Look up the numbers and look up the pill you're getting prescription medicine. Oh yeah, they make errors no, in I, pharmacies. I just take one for indigestion, so you know. <clears throat> Well, I, I, right I probably wouldn't need it if I just ate right, but <laughs> Well <laughs> what did you eat? <laughs> a little of everything, especially this week. Um well, I hope you had a nice Thanksgiving, by the way. I did. I did. Did you? Good. I I did not really celebrate, you know, but it was quiet. It was okay. All right. I didn't overeat or anything like that, so it's good. Well, I I had the <clears throat> the pleasure of being at a a large family Thanksgiving with 11 people, two of wow. which were young children, and oh. and it was it was hectic. I was glad mm-hmm. to get home to my cats. Um, and they put the kids at the small was, table, like in the old days. No, they sat with the Uh-oh. grown-ups. They used to have their own private little chair and desk, or whatever it was. Remember the tables? I digress. I do. They used to put the kids over in a separate area. Preferably the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, nope. That's what they used they to were, do. We were, that, that's what I remember. Um, uh-huh. But then that was, that's generational Solaris. <laughs> I guess so. See? What are you going to do? Oh, God. So we're, we're out of time. Um, wow. This so has been fun again. It yeah. did. It did. It's your choice for the end of the month. So. Oh, dear. Okay, well, I'll pick something. Stay okay. tuned, everyone. Yes. <laughs> you fun. never know where we're going to go. Even y- You may know where we start, but you'll never know where we end up. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Barbara. This has but been thank- wonderful. really enjoyed your company well, today. Thank- tonight. Thank you. It's always a pleasure um, talking with you and sharing philosophies with you and, and all of that stuff. Okay. So um, I, will, I will say thank you again and, and good night and want to thank everybody also for for listening and being with us. Um, This will be up on YouTube shortly, probably tomorrow. Uh, Check us out there. And uh, if you like what you see on the channel, please subscribe to it. Mark and I would really appreciate it. Thanks again, and good night.